0: Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersad. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. My name is Josh. That is Neil. Neil, how was your week? How are you? It's a fantastic week. Thursday
1: morning here in Toronto, Ontario. We got some nice weather. Can't complain. Oh, you're a meteorologist now. Yeah, nice. it's weather. not nice weather. Have you looked outside? It's better weather than the Canadian oh. men's national team. Okay, had fair. <laughs>
0: earlier this week. Fair. what was it? Minus twelve, minus thirteen. Or something like, like, like sixteen that? or something like that. It yeah, was ridiculous. Hey, but hey, we're gonna talk about that a little bit later. They mm-hmm. made the most of it. Yeah. Um, but first, uh, should we get into some losers of the week? Yeah, let's start it off right off the get go. <laughs> yes, Cut you off there a little bit, but I just really enjoy that sound, so I really wanted to hear it. Hey, loser. Do you know what that's from? Do you know what that's Jim Carrey? Yeah. I know that.
1: Is it uh Ace Ventura? It is Ace Ventura.
0: Oh yeah. Le-hoo, it's a her. loser.
1: Yeah, anyways, uh would you like to start? Yeah, um I'll start us off with my loser of the week. Uh he has been in the news for a couple weeks now for all of the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned a few weeks ago that his own father compiled a video, a 12-minute-long video. <laughs> I'll never get over this. Uh-huh. The, of the, Of this player's former quarterback missing throws to this individual. His name is Odell Beckham Jr. His reasoning, the reasoning for me having him as my loser of the week is: Odell Beckham Jr. started his first game this past week
0: with the LA Rams, his new team. And what happened on the very first target to Odell Beckham Jr.? He gave up on the play. Yeah. And it resulted in, resulted in, in, in
1: a bad-looking interception. And he just looks lost on the field. And I feel, you know, now no, I I saw so many memes. and, and <laughs> Oh, my God, the memes. And, like, game. on Twitter is just, like, loving this right now. And they blew up after the game with a lot of photos and videos of Odell's dad. Yeah, just compiling having new footage <laughs> for his next release on the internet.
0: Yeah, there's but, a there's a picture of Odell looking at um, Matt Stafford on the sidelines, and the yeah. the quote is Odell saying, "Hey man, what's your Instagram handle? My dad wants to know." Yeah,
1: I, the reason I, I I'm choosing Odell as the loser, my loser of the week, is the last time he had a hundred yard game. Everyone seems to think Odell is still a top 10 wide receiver, even a top 20. I don't think he's a top 40. Okay, but wide he receiver. was at one was. point. Here's an interesting stat The last time Odell Beckham had a 100 yard game, the quarterback for LSU was still Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady was still in New England. Stephon Diggs was in Minnesota. And also, Greg Olson was still a tied, top tight end in the league. That's Not the last promised. time he had a hundred yard game receiving. Was that in Cleveland? It was in Cleveland.. Was in Cleveland. Yeah. Well over two years ago. and and now you know scroll ahead, he's still trying to to you know like have this impact as a top receiver. I don't th- I think he just needs to figure out his role as a role player on his team not cause too many distractions in the locker room because he always does and just go on with his business because it's not going to work with him trying to think and command wide receiver
0: one type of targets. Well, the thing about um, the Rams right now is that as soon as Odell got there, Robert Woods yeah. tore his ACL and he's done for the season Yeah, in practice. And so I think the Rams were always going to have a tough time figuring out what their receiving core looked like, what their routes looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think, I think they can just like throw away this game um, and, you know, say, let's let's drop some new plays and let's move on. Um, but I, I like the, the pick of Odell as loser of the week because every team he goes to, um, he ends up being that bad locker room presence and they have to get him out of there and it looked really bad that his first game going to the super bowl contending uh rams that they looked as bad as they did well we'll see what happens they're on a bye week this
1: week so you know coming back they might get it all figured out uh, how to use odell but um yeah, who's your loser of the week, Josh?
0: My loser of the week is a team, and that is um, the Mexican national An entire team. team. An entire team. My losers of the an week. An entire nation. An inti- no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not calling out an entire nation. Um, uh, in case we have any people from Mexico listening to this, uh, no, I'm not calling out an entire nation. Just their team. And I'll tell you why. Um, they have had their moments of, of taking wins away, taking games away from Canada for ages now, for ages. And this, they, they they have a history of, of running out the clock, of, you know, kicking the ball out of, out of bounds, um, taking their time with set pieces when they're up against Canada. And the second Canada does it to them, or Canada even starts to do it to them, by taking their time with set pieces, um, they start getting ang- angry and they start pushing the Canadian players. When a player goes down with a cramp um, from the Canadian team, uh, the Mexican players were coming over and trying to like push him up or like p- drag him up on his feet and say, let's go, let's go. When they've been doing this to Canada for years and years, let the Canadian men's national team enjoy this win, run out the clock like mexico has been doing to canada for years i applaud everything that the canadian team was doing yeah they took a little bit too much time with set pieces but every team does when they're up in the dying stages they were running out of gas they knew they were running out of gas mexico scored to make it 2-1 and then they were pretty much all over them in the last maybe five to seven minutes of the game mexico was all over canada so of course is going to take their time with set pieces. They're going to, you know, pretend to go down with a cramp. Who knows if they were actually cramping or if they just fell down. Um, but yeah, it, it caused quite a fight at the end of the game. And even after the final whistle, there was a lot of pushing and shoving and getting mm-hmm. in each other's faces. So I think my loser of the week is the Mexican national team. Not the country. Just not the, not the nation. Not the nation. N- not not the nation. The team.
1: The team. The team. The team. Yeah, just the team. The national team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but should we talk more about this game? Yeah, I I thought this was one of the greatest moments in sport, in Canadian sports history was this game It was a Mexico, Canadian heritage moment. It was. It was a Canadian heritage moment. And just the fact leading into this game... The setting in Edmonton, the frigid minus 16 degree weather, snow the snow everywhere. coming down. What a change from Mexico yeah. to Canada. You know what I mean? This is Canadian soccer. You know, Canadians go through this every winter. It's, this game was played on November 16th. You, you have to expect some sort of outdoor you know, like variable, you know, you're going to have snow, you're going to have cold weather, especially played in Edmonton. This game could easily, easily been played at BMO and be played in more like neutral setting. But what a way Canadian national team led by Kyle, spelt with a C, C C-Y-L-E, Kyle Aaron, put up two quick goals in this game. And then just, you know, they almost gave it up at the end there. And where it cost it, it for
0: like a goal line clear. Did you see that goal line clear? Uh, yeah, yeah. My heart stopped. My heart skipped a beat. Because the way they showed it on TV, it was... You couldn't see where the ball was because there were so yeah. many players in the way. Yeah, I couldn't see where the ball was until they showed the replay. I thought it was a goal. I, I thought it was a goal. I was like, oh, shit. Now I got
1: to... They almost blew it at the end. They hung on for a 2-1 victory against mexico and did you see the the goal celebration of course the i did goal? of course the jumping into the snowbank number three the defender on on canadian team is former brighton defender yeah he was born in london and he actually celebrated by launching his body into a snowbank <laughs> so
0: uh, which is now were, i mean there were snowbanks all over around the pitch rather
1: yeah, for for you to launch your body just or, absolutely right launch into himself. Into I thought the, that was the funniest thing. I was like, in terms of a goal celebrations, so good. No one else was near him. He just went. Everyone was piling right. onto the goal scorer,
0: Laren, and but that he one decided moment. to,
1: you know, just he seized his
0: opportunity. Yeah. He saw an opportunity and seized when it. When you're as excited as that, you're two nil up on Mexico, a team you haven't beaten, and I think what over 10 years Mm -hmm. this is you're gonna have that moment you're gonna relish that moment so absolutely you're running to celebrate with your team you see a snowbank there you know what exactly you're about to do you're about to jump into that snowbank
1: man it's it's such a good feeling you know on august 6th of this year the canadian women's national team won the olympic gold medal Mm -hmm. at the tokyo olympics that was a few months ago November 16th, the Canadian men's national team are in first place to qualify in the CONCACAF qualification standings: the They're, table, they're yeah. in first place with 16 points. The U.S. has 15 and Mexico has 14. So this is going to come down to the race, not to mention Panama also has 14. So this yeah. is a very close race between the top four teams. One of these teams is not going to make it through canada you know with this big win against
0: mexico has you know definitely helped their cause here so yeah it's not just a dream anymore it's it's feeling more like a reality like canada will be in the world cup yeah like that's like full stop
1: so uh, on top of that like this is now becoming quite the rivalry between canada and mexico oh yeah you could see it legit there's legit like some badass some black some bad blood between the two here There was beef yeah there's beef you know this is not the first time we've seen it this is only going to continue to brew
0: i know but that's what i was talking about right like mexico has been doing this to canada for years like running out the clock not letting them come back in the game playing a little bit dirty and yeah canada did play a little bit dirty in this game Mm-hmm. In the sense that, you know, after they got... Did you see when Mexico scored their their lone goal? Um, it went into the net and our keeper dove on it after it went into the net so that they couldn't run it back and start again. So, I mean, like, yeah, whenever something like that happens that's, you know, outside the actual game of football, It um, it's going to cause a ruckus. And that it, it did exactly that. So, I mean, Canada and the U.S. have their rivalry. Um, but yeah, and Canada what, and Mexico are starting again. What a player Alfonso Davies is
1: as well. He's, you know, set the tone here for Team Canada. He's world class. He's elevated this this entire team to new heights that we've never seen before. One hundred percent. So, I'm excited he makes, if they he makes the team better. If knock on wood, if they if they manage to make it into the World Cup, this team we'll do some damage. It'll be a lot of fun watching them play. I'm saying right on the now, grandest of
0: stages, Canada will be making the World Cup. It's not a question, you know. Canada will be making the World Cup. And it's crazy. What do we, what do we do as, you know, like I'm a, I'm my family's from England. Like what do I do? Do I do I root for England and Canada? Well, yeah, of course I'm going to do that.
1: Yeah. The thing is like I I still like Mexico is known to be the top team coming out of the CONCACAF year like World Cup after World always, Cup. Always. They're always known to be the top the talent to come out of that that sector or that that part that that area. Pretentious Mexico fans always cry they always whine they always pout when their players go to the MLS. They always do. They want them to stay in the Mexico League. Mm -hmm. They want them to to play within Mexico, and they cry when they go to the MLS. 18 of the 27 players that they had against uh, Canada this past game are currently... 18 out of the 27 are currently in the MLS. I think, you know, a little bit of humility, a little bit of... you got to be a little bit humbled for them. But this Canadian team is going to challenge a lot of great teams in the 100%. world not just not just in this group in the world
0: so i'm excited to see what they have in store coming up if they can look this good against mexico which is a world cup continual world cup qualifying team there are very bright days ahead for this team canada not saying they're going to win the world cup but no, they're winning the world cup oh okay okay well you, you like... heard it here first all right we're shooting our thoughts <laughs> uh should we move on let's move on Let's move on to some uh, NBA news. Uh, Golden State, Neil. My God. What's going on over there? Klay Thompson isn't even back yet. This that- is pretty much the same team as last year. What's different? That's the question. They got they rid of uh, Ubre. Wiseman's thing- injured. Like, I don't know.
1: The thing is, is Golden State, they're not just beating teams. They're straight up, legit manhandling teams. Yeah. And I don't know what I don't know what kind of juju that Steve Kerr is putting on this team right now. But literally, like the thing is, like they'll start out the game pretty evenly matched, but coming out of halftime, there's a pattern here. I don't know what they're doing at halftime, but the last couple games they've outscored their opponents by like almost like 15 to 20 points in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they're doing. It maybe they're just like straight up like hammering back a few Red Bulls or. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, hey, but like they're coming out of half and they're just elevating their game to another height right after halftime and it's working for them. They're 12-2. and two. They're number one team in the league. They just destroyed Brooklyn a couple nights ago. They did. That was probably the biggest test of the year. I thought Brooklyn was going to win that game. but For this team who now has Klay Thompson back practicing, it's scary how
0: good they, they're going to be. Now, I have a theory. My theory is... The reason, because this team is, like we just talked about, a very similar team from last year, personnel-wise.
1: Yeah, well, um, they, they still don't have James Wiseman. Keep exactly. in mind, so they have they two don't have Wiseman.
0: great players coming back. They got rid of Oubre, which is pretty much the only thing. But, however, they knew they were going to be without Clay Thompson last year. They knew that he wasn't going to play at all. So last year, kind of in their minds, in the minds of Golden State, in the minds of Steve Kerr, last season was kind of a write-off. This season, they know Clay's coming back. They know they have the ability to be a championship contending team. So that, that horizon is there for them. So I, I think the, the only thing that changed from last season is the mentality. Also the play from Steph Curry. Well, yeah, but he was also going off last season. He was injured for a lot of last season, but he was also going
1: off. He's coming back from injury last season. I think this yeah. season he's coming back healthy. He's coming back fresh. He's coming back motivated. He has a chip on his shoulder after the poor showing of this entire team last year. He is going off right now, and he is the unquestioned number one contender for MVP. I know it's only been 15 or 16 games into the season, mm-hmm. but, yo, this guy is the MVP this year. If he continues playing at this pace and st- and continues to stay healthy, then no one's going to get in this guy's way.
0: Yeah, seriously. Um, I, I I drafted Clay Thompson in our NBA fantasy league. Um, I think it was it was in the last round, but um, I held on to him until until recently um, because there's there's just so many question marks around Clay Thompson. Like he's just starting off five on five right now. The guy hasn't played in two and a half years. Two and a half years. Yeah, he was a world-class player when he was when he was healthy. He's arguably should be on the NBA's top 75 list, according to Clay Thompson. But um yeah, the guy hasn't played in two and a half years. He's had two torn Achilles or torn ACLs. That's wild. So like, yeah. I don't know. Does he come back and shoot at the same velocity? Does he does he play the same position? I don't know. Is he a starter? Is he a starter? Yeah, exactly. And how how much conditioning is he going to need when he eventually gets back? So I did trade him this past this past week. I I paired him with uh, Russell Westbrook and got Jimmy Butler, which was uh, a great trade on Josh's part. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah,
1: a couple other teams with like slow starts to the season include the what looks like the hungover from their championship win last year the hungover Milwaukee Bucks the Lakers are having a hard time the Brooklyn Nets are are they're doing okay five games over 500 but they're not looking like the, the Brooklyn the
0: unstoppable Brooklyn Nets well you know why well, no Kyrie no Kyrie they were never going to be the, the same the same contender that they would be with Kyrie What's up with Milwaukee? Are you worried about Milwaukee at all? Um no. I'm not worried about Milwaukee. I'm not um I mean I'm never worried about Milwaukee, but they, they they're getting out of a, a COVID outbreak. Um like yeah. they just got Chris Middleton back last night. So Chris Middleton hasn't played for the last two weeks. Um so I'm not too worried about that. Um I, I think there's still gonna be a top three, top four team in the East. Um one team I am worried about though. Is the L.A. Lakers like what? What's what's going on there?
1: Well, this team we knew they'd have a hard time with their depth this season after they gave away, gave away everyone. everyone. Montrez Harrell, Alex Caruso, Kyle, Kyle Kuzma. Kuzma, like your, your depth, like KCP, uh, KCB, like your your depth. Those depth guys
0: that you had when you won the championship are all gone. The thing is, they do this every time. They did the same thing with Anthony Anthony Davis. Like They gave away the entire Pelicans team right now are former Lakers. The entire Washington Wizards team right now are former Lakers. The entire yeah. Cleveland team right now are former former Lakers. Like, I don't know. There's the only Lakers, so much you can do. The Lakers
1: when are eight, eight wins, eight losses. They're sitting at 500 right now. The expectations were incredibly high this season. But keep in mind, this is an old ass team. Yeah. You have guys like Carmelo Anthony. You have guys like Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, Russ Westbrook, LeBron. Yeah. They're going to be fragile all year round. If you're going to sit there and expect this team to play healthy for 82 games in the season, You'd be you'd be lucky to have these players be healthy for three quarters, much less a half of the season, at their age. I mean, LeBron has been injured for most of. He's starting to break down. I don't care if he puts millions of dollars into your body. Nothing beats father time. True. And he's going to Tell continue that to Tom miss Brady, games. Though. Fuck Tom Brady, I think... carrying on. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. We shoot our thoughts on this podcast. We do. And we definitely. Yeah, I feel do. like LeBron. I don't think this this team is going to win a championship this year. I don't. They're not going to make it out of the West. They're not the best team in the West. The Golden State Warriors are. And in a seven-game series, they're probably going to get swept if they match up with the Golden State Warriors.
0: Yeah, I agree. And it could be like um, a 2v7, like... could be the Lakers yep. playing Golden State. Golden State finishes second. They would get swept if they played against the Utah Jazz. Right you know, now, I'm just yes. saying, like
1: they're they're not like Anthony Davis has a new injury every other night. It's true. And if he's not getting injured, he's getting ejected because he's
0: frustrated as fuck with his team right now.
1: He has to do it himself. There's I mean, there's fights that
0: are happening on the sidelines with uh, Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis. That happened uh, about a week ago. Yeah, that.
1: I don't know. I don't know what
0: I don't know what this team's gonna do. But guys like
1: Kent Bazemore and you know Carmelo Anthony and whoever else is on this team, because who knows who else is on this team for depth? But they're not gonna cut it. You know they're getting badly outplayed. They're being driven into the ground. You're seeing this team either sneak out a close victory or get blown out. Mm-hmm. Those are the two options. They're not winning handily. I know LeBron's still injured going to be injured for a few more games and sit out the next few games, but I don't know what they're going to do. I'm I just hope them.
0: that this, this big three is not like the Brooklyn Nets big three last season where they, they only got like what eight games together as a big three. I thought I, I thoroughly hope that um, they have uh, quite a run together. Like I want, I actually want to see this Lakers team succeed. I'm a huge LeBron fan. I'm a huge Westbrook fan. Um, yeah, I, I think I when they announced the signing of Russell Westbrook, I was I was very excited to see how Russell Westbrook and LeBron play together, and I really hope they get the opportunity to, to do that and not be injured.
1: Other you know? teams that are on the flip side of not struggling, other teams that are on heaters right now include the Chicago Bulls and the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. The Heat are on fire. I'll also throw the Washington Wizards in that conversation because these are some teams that have came out of the gates like rolling yep. Washington Wizards are 10 and four Miami is 10-5 they actually square off against each other tonight Chicago you, Miami yeah do you think these
0: teams are for real I think Miami is I think for sure Miami is um Chicago going into the season was always exciting um, I
1: think you know, a lot of people a lot of analysts are surprised of how good Chicago is right now
0: I I, I don't know why they would be surprised though that's the thing like this team on paper is really good. Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Vucevic, even Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball so. This team really is well. getting
1: the the respect that the L. A. Lakers have gotten with their big three is the same magnitude of respect I feel like the Chicago Bulls have earned. Deserve, yeah, and deserve. You know the the fact that they have all of these stars and they're being underlooked and they're being. Treated as you know, like oh my god, they're doing so well. Of course, they're doing well. They're they're a great team. They're stacked. Vucevic, perennial all star. Demar Derozan, left for dead in San Antonio, revived in Chicago. He's averaging twenty seven points a game right now. Yeah. Lonzo Ball, taking his career to the next level. A name that we didn't talk about there. Yeah. Zach Levine's going to put up points every night. But Alex Caruso. I was
0: wondering if you were going to say Alex Caruso. Yeah. Did you see the news that came out recently about him? Um. He he offered the Lakers uh, a contract for himself, kind of, where he said, I will take significantly less money to play for the Lakers. And they said no. And so he's like, all right, I'm going to go elsewhere. And then he went to Chicago. So they I, didn't want him. The Lakers didn't want him. The Lakers had no interest in even signing him to like a league minimum.
1: I think that, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand that at all because... Even Lonzo Ball, like his departure from the Lakers, like he, he, Alex Caruso and Lonzo Ball are defensive gems. They're the reason why the Bulls are, are top five in, sorry, top five in defense and offense this year mm-hmm. because of those two guys. Alex Caruso can lock down defenders. Did you see the block that Lonzo Ball ha, had on Damian Lillard last night?
0: did actually, yeah. It's like,
1: get that shit out of my face. We're now seeing no. You know, there, there's always been a lot of hype around Lonzo Ball. And this is what I'm calling a post hype breakout from Lonzo Ball. A post hype breakout? Post hype. So the hype is now settled down. There's no more hype around him. He's, He's in. There's more hype around his brother than him. Well, you're
0: now seeing Lonzo Ball just take off. LaMelo's going off, too. Um. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting rest of the season. It's a, a lot of surprises um, from the beginning of the season. Like we didn't know Chicago or Miami were going to be as good as they are. We didn't know the Lakers were going to struggle as much as they are. We had no idea Golden State was going to be a good team again. Um, but I'm excited to see what the rest of the season looks like. Uh, should we talk some Blue Jays?
1: A lot to talk about today. You know, oh boy, a lot going on with the Blue Jays. I know in this very, we knew this is going to be a very fun off season for the Blue Jays. Some great news coming out of that camp right now is Robbie Ray, who had a fantastic season, and even more so. I give credit to his tailor. Whoever tailors his (laughs) pants is the real MVP here. But Robbie Ray, Cy Young Award winner for the AL. Congratulations, Robbie Ray. First one to do it um, since Roy Holiday. Yeah, in 2003. So it's been almost 18 years since did you know that the Blue Jays won the Cy Young Award in the AL three straight years in the 90s? Pat Henkin won it in 96, and then Rogers, Roger Clemens, 97 and 98. Oh, okay. yeah. What I find hard to believe, though, Josh, is we had the fucking Cy Young Award winner on our team and two MVP candidates, mm-hmm. and we still and couldn't we make the playoffs. Still didn't
0: make the playoffs. Who do we chalk that up to? I mean, yeah, we didn't play at home.
1: I chalk it up to the MLB for not giving us any home field advantage. That's
0: but that's very fair. Fuck okay. the MLB and a little bit Charlie Montoya, a little bit, tiny bit. Why are you hitting on Charlie Montoya? Uh, because he wasn't. I don't know. He made a lot of stupid decisions. He made a lot of. He threw a lot of pinch hitters in there. He put. He he does know how to play his players positionally. That's neither here nor there. You also called for them to fire him. <laughs> yeah, you fire know? them, man. Yeah. So why you? Coming then the very next now.
1: week, after they won five games
0: in a row, I was like, yeah, what a great coach that guy is. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, the thing. It's so hot right now. It can change on a dime, literally. Um, but uh, some great news with uh, Jose Barrios. Locked him up. Signing a seven-year contract. And one of the greatest things about this contract is that we didn't have to overpay him. Oh, he's like going to be Blue making Jays $20 The Blue Jays did not have to pay him significantly more than other teams were offering him this is huge for the blue jays this this goes to show that this team can get big names for the same price yeah this has never happened to the blue jays before this is insane so i'm hoping this starts a trend going forward where the blue jays you know can contend in the free agency market going forward
1: yeah the hope is that we can resign robbie ray i think that's the number one priority right now for this organization is yeah they lock they now have three of their five arms in their rotation set manoa so have, ryu and and, and
0: Barrios.
1: we we can leave one spot open for a lot of arms to challenge for that last spot but we need to resign robbie ray I think this is a he. No matter where he's targeted in the free agent market, I feel like the best fit is the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. You know, just keep in mind the Blue Jays have developed a lot of arms over the last couple of years, and a lot of that has to do with Pete Walker, their their pitching coach. Hundred percent. He's helped a lot of players level up. You know, you look at guys like Marco Estrada a few years ago, mm-hmm. who fucking leveled up under Pete Walker. Mm-hmm. You look at guys like Jay Happ, who leveled up. Under Mm -hmm. Pete Walker. Yeah. You know, and Robbie Ray re-signed a one-year deal really quickly with the Blue Jays last year because he helped, or Pete Walker helped him decrease his walk rate Mm -hmm. year after year and then helped him do it even more so this year to the point where he was only walking 6% of the batters. His walk, if you look at his stats, the amount of walks that he was giving up in Arizona and then his first year in Toronto – were significantly more than what he just did in this past year, and obviously it helped him, because we know he can get strikeouts. Yeah. We know that man can pitch, and now he's taking it to the next level. So hopefully he can re-sign here long-term. Hopefully Pete Walker is sending him some texts saying, "Yeah, hey." Buddy. It also worries me that Eduardo Rodriguez from the Red Sox just signed elsewhere than the than the than Boston, because now you know Boston is going to try he's and go after go, Robbie Ray, a left-handed arm. But, um, I mean, we'll see. Where do you think he ends up?
0: Um, I, I, I still have the belief that he's going to come back to the Blue Jays. He declined his player option. But, again, I talked about this last week. That just means that he wants more money. Doesn't mean he doesn't want to play for the team. If mm-hmm. you decline your player, like, LeBron declined his player option for L.A. because he wanted a new contract. He didn't want to one year try and figure out what to do. He wanted a new contract. So Robbie Ray wants a new contract. So I, like you just talked about, Boston's going to go after him pretty hard. If he stays within the AL East, I will be upset. If he stays in the AL East and doesn't come back to the Blue Jays, I will be upset. If we have to play him a significant amount of games this this next season, I will be upset. So I hope I'm still keeping hope alive that he's going to resign with the Blue Jays.
1: Well, we'll keep you posted on our next week's episode if he resigns within the week. Oh man,
0: there have been some some signings so far, like Noah Syndergaard uh, signing in L.A. signing in L.A. But nothing too crazy. I mean, obviously Barrios coming back to the Jays. Justin Verlander just resigned with he Houston did as well. Resigned with the Houston Astros. Houston Trashro Trastros? Trashros Trashros. That works, right?
1: I'll go with it. All right. I mean, I'll I'll support you on that one. Uh, Should we move on? Yeah, you know, another fucking... I feel like the NFL is drunk right now because another week with upsets. What the heck
0: heck is going on here? Another
1: week of upsets. I don't know what's happening. Should we get into some NFL? Let's talk about some fantasy pickups.
0: (laughs) Do you know what that one's from? No. You don't know what that's from? No, what's that from? It's from uh, Step Brothers when um, uh, Will Ferrell is meeting with his brother talking about the Catalina Wine Mixer. And the guy in the office keeps going, Pow, 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 pow. (laughs) Anyways, a little little tidbit of knowledge there. Uh, Do you want to start us off, Neil? Yeah, I'll,
1: uh, I'll start us off. My pickup of the week, and it should be everyone's pickup of the week, is A.J. Dillon. And A.J. Dillon is yeah, going to explode beat me to him aj dylan is were, i
0: think two i had in the waiver priority. if endings. you're
1: if you're wondering why i'm going with aj Dillon, if you didn't see last week aaron jones went down with what looked at the time to be a very serious a possible season knee and injury. possible season ending injury yeah and you know he the way he hobbled off the off the field it didn't look good after an MRI, it revealed that it was a very minor MCL sprain mm-hmm. that he has. And it's expected that he's going to be out one to two weeks. But we, as we know, with any of these injuries, they could linger, there could be setbacks. AJ Dillon has been a top 10 rusher this year in, in like accordance to the way he's rushing, his yards per carry, his yards after the carry. Even with Aaron Jones there, he's still a top 10 running back on on his runs so immediately with aaron jones out of the picture he becomes a number one running back on any team yeah he so. was
0: already arguably challenging aaron jones spot for number one running back yeah throughout the season
1: yeah they're one a one b and if you have them great for you guys you just won your
0: week fair enough fair enough Uh, My first pickup of the week, um, someone that's been in the news for a while, Um, if you're looking to stream a quarterback or even have a quarterback for the rest of the season, it's Cam Newton. Cam Newton is back. He didn't, he wasn't even supposed to play last week and he had a good game. I mean, we all saw the video of him taking off his helmet after he rushed in that touchdown saying, I'm back. I'm back. He says he's home. He's very started. He's feeling good. He's away from the toxic Patriots. And he's he's officially the starter for this week. So he's going to be involved a hell of a lot more than he was last week. And I don't think Sam Darnold is going to play another snap for this team. So even when he becomes healthy again, I think it's Cam Newton's job. It's Cam Newton's job to lose. So, uh I personally am in need of a, a streaming quarterback, so I'm trying out Cam Newton. I'm putting him right into my lineup, and we're gonna see how he does this week. He is back. Uh, my second pickup of the week. I'm gonna stick
1: with the running back position, and I'm gonna go to your shit show called uh, New England, <laughs> and I'm gonna my... go with Ramondre okay. Stevenson. Okay. Ramondre Stevenson. You know he... Damian
0: Harris is coming back, right?
1: Don't care. I feel the way Damian Harris has been in and out of the lineup all year long. I feel you need to get this guy on your team with what he did this past week, with what he did in the preseason. A lot of preseason hype surrounding this guy coming into the season. Ramondre Stevenson, I don't think Damian Harris is going to last. I think 20 you don't think rushes, so, yeah. 100 you don't yards. do think Damian
0: Harris floats right back into this starting role?
1: He might for this week. But I feel with what Ramondre Stevenson has done over the last couple weeks, it's hard to ignore. He's at least played his way into more playing time on this team. It's not good news for Damian Harris. If Damian Harris can't stay healthy, which he we've seen most of the year, I feel having a guy like Ramondre Stevenson on your team will only do wonders and help you out long-term. So get this guy, keep him.
0: He's going to pay off for you. Fair enough. Good call. Um, my second pickup of the week... I'm going to my New York Giants on this one, and I'm gonna tell you to pick up Kadarius Tony. Tony. Uh, they had a bye week last week, and not only do they have a had a did they have a bye week, but they're not playing this weekend. They're not playing till Monday. This is the most rested team that you're gonna see all season. So, and going into this Monday, they're playing Tampa Bay. You can't really run on Tampa Bay. Um, they're getting Saquon Barkley, or they should be getting Saquon Barkley back. Um, but he's definitely not going to be at 100%. We all saw that ankle injury. Um, so there's going to be a lot of passing in this game um, coming from Daniel Jones. And I think this this team is switching their, their wide receiver one right now. I think they're in a transition on who is the wide receiver one. And I think going forward, I mean, Kadarius Toney didn't have a great game last time he played. But I think he's going to have a great game on Monday. And uh, so I picked him up um, in all of my leagues, actually. And I think you should, too, because he's going to have a great game. Tony! Kadarius <laughs> Tony. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully uh, we help you out. Hopefully we win your weeks. Hopefully you have a better record than you and I in our, in our fantasy league. We'll give you great pickups that we wish we could have on But we wish we could. Yeah. Have, that people beat us, too. Like, yeah. we give you the names that people with higher waiver priority claim before we do. But anyways, that is our show. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Josh. I'm Neil. You guys have a great week. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast.